Alternative Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and this is Stranger Than. Today we have some things to tell you. Uh, Joanna's got some stuff. I've got some stuff. I've got contemporary stuff. What about you, Joanna? Joanna's got to get her microphone on. That's what. <laughs> oh. That's what Joanna's got to do. Yeah, yeah. Joanna doesn't have her shit together, which is nothing unusual, but like especially so right at this time. All right. Well. Uh, so okay. <laughs> so I have like a personal story, like weird story to tell, and then I also have an unsolved weird death. I think I'm gonna do like a couple of episodes on a theme. Oh, we know how you like a theme. I love a theme, and the theme is going to be uh, strange spaces. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some, like, weird, unusual deaths uh, where people were found in weird places that they should not have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a, <laughs> this, a strange story about yourself? It's your personal thing there, Joanna. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to call this The Tongue. The Tongue. The Tongue. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's actually not. It's actually um, pretty obscene. Um, well, a couple of days ago, I mean, who has time to shop, right? Like, I mean, actually go to the stores. Not me, ever. So, like most people, I tend to utilize uh, the corporate conglomerate known as Amazon. Oh, yeah, most, most people do. Uh, yeah, yeah, like quite a bit. I mean, everything from like kitty litter to, yeah, I mean, stuff around the house, vitamins. Yeah, just just mostly anything and everything that I can't find at the grocery store, which I also nowadays like basically put my order in online and then go pick it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, use, I, I get a lot of packages from Amazon. So, I uh, don't really pay a whole lot of attention. Uh, my youngest daughter happened to pick up this small package and open it. And I was there in the living room when she shrieked and threw it. She's like, and she was just kind of like, is this like a sex thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What was in here? So, I take the item wrapped in cellophane and have a look at it and it is a like a silicone like mouth with a tongue sticking out of it okay yes it almost looks like one of those sex toys where it's like a tongue that like you know goes up and down right um which i also think are super creepy uh but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, for me, it's just like, no, like, I mean, can't we just like, you know, have something that like just is, you know, uh, just a, you know, just a, it's just a standard, you know, like, you know, whatever just shape. Just a standard thing. whatever. Yeah. Just a standard whatever that buzzes. Like, we don't need it to like look like an actual, you know, thing. Like in anything. That, it doesn't look like, like anything. anything. Yeah. It doesn't need to look like anything. It doesn't need to like. It's functional. Special. It's yeah. not, it's not just, aesthetic. Yeah. But okay, but that thing was like not one of those things because it didn't, you know, it wasn't motorized at all. In fact, it had like a stand, you know, like one of was those. Was it like a Rolling Stones like 
fucking eye, like uh, their their little like mouth and tongue thing. Ah, uh, sort of. Except it was silicone and just all flesh colored. Oh. And you can like see like the teeth. It had like. <laughs> I mean, it was just obscene, okay? And then it, you and it fits into, it. like, no! And it fits into this, like, little, like, stand, like, you know, like, kind of one of those, like, uh, like, those cheap picture frames that are, the, you know, just like an L-shape, like an acrylic. Oh, right. Like, L-shaped stand, and, like, there's a hole cut into it, so you can, like, put the mouth and tongue onto the stand, and then it just, like, looks at you. It doesn't, like, move. And the tongue protrudes. And it's all silicone, and it's just, it's, I mean, it feels obscene, it looks obscene. It was terrible, and I'm like, I did not order this. And then I look (laughs) at the thing, and it's my address, it is my exact address, but it's got some, like, different name, some, like, weird name that I, like, almost sounds, like, made up. And I'm like, did somebody send this to me on purpose, or did I just get another person's tongue and they just put the address in wrong. If this was sent to me on purpose, who the fuck would do this and why? Why would somebody send me this horrible thing? It was like the dirtiest thing I ever got in the mail, ever. <laughs> that I your mean, daughter opened. <laughs> I know! And we were both like shrieking over it. Like it's still in the cellophane right now. It is in a picture in my house with like a thing over the top of the picture so it can't escape because also I kind of felt like like maybe is this like a cursed like object like is it gonna like usually send cursed objects in cellophane I am just saying like I said it was a mystery where it came from and why and you know it could be cursed it could be like alive I mean, the other night, like, when it was, the first night it was, like, in the house and it was in the picture, like, I mean, I don't know. I was, like, laying in my bed and I'm just, like, you know, it knows I'm, like, alone in my bed right now. Like <laughs> It's coming for me. Yes. Like, I'm going to wake up in the night and it's going to be, like, licking my face. That would be disturbing. Just that don't would let be it disturbing. Cell- that would be disturbing. Thing, I, I feel like, I mean, like, the thing just needs to burn. And then, yeah. Well, and you don't want to like, burn it because, I mean, it's probably bad for the environment. Probably so, but I really don't give a shit, okay? Like, I usually do, but right now I don't. It's not that huge, okay? <laughs> Get a good enough fire going. Like, the fumes that come up from it, like, it's going to be minuscule. Like, compared to all the shit that goes into the, the pollutants that go into our uh, atmosphere every day, this... And it's going to be worth it to get it just out of your life. Yeah, I just want the fucking tongue out of my life, all right? You should contact and Amazon and say, I got this fucking lewd-ass thing that my daughter opened. Maybe they'll send you some cash, you know? And be like, oh, man, we're so sorry. Here's a gift card. Yeah, just reimburse me. Um, I mean, I don't know, because technically they delivered it to the right address. like. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, I didn't order this lewd-ass shit. Yeah, and now my daughter's, like, all disturbed about it. I'm all disturbed about it. I'm, like, really upset. Because, like, who would get this? I mean, it, I mean, even if it was... I would, like... I don't know. If it was one of those motorized sex toy tongue things, like, that would be better. But this is not that. <laughs> it's just this tongue that just sits there on the stand. Like... It's fucking weird. Just why? Just why would you have it at all? And it's not the Rolling Stones tongue because, like, that's like a chick tongue, you know, with, like, a red lips and white teeth and everything. Like, this is, like, a man tongue, okay? Like, a man's chin 
lips and teeth with a tongue sticking out of it. Interesting. It's just disgusting. Okay. So I am at my other job and I am telling my friend about this. I am telling her about like the disturbing tongue situation because again, going back to like, well, number one, I mean, if this was somebody else's tongue, like who is this person? And like, why would they order this and pay money for this? Like, I just, I can't even so imagine. Think it was a cast of a, like a real face and tongue. Who knows? Who knows? But if it was intentionally said to be like, who would do such a thing? Why? Why would somebody send me this horrible thing? Like, and whose like, face what and if, tongue is it? Yeah. Like, yeah. And who like wants me to have it and, and why? And yeah, it's upsetting. And like, are they watching me open it right now? Like, I mean, is the tongue alive or is like the person who sent me the tongue like lurking around somewhere? I mean, I know I tend to, like, go into panic mode a little bit easy, and, but, you know, I have anxiety about such things. I'm like, you know, a tiny little woman all alone in the world, and somebody sends me some <laughs> fucking lewd-ass tongue. I'm like, fuck. Right. Not, Imagination yeah. just goes all sorts of places with it. Right, especially with some of the shit that we talk about, you know? Yeah, okay. And like, you just, just end up with some, like, just obs- watch because you're a crazy person. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, it, like, some tongue, some mystery tongue just arrives on your fucking doorstep, and you're just like, don't know what the fuck to think. So I'm telling my friend Kristen about this, and she was like, all right, have Scarlet, like, you know, send a picture of the, the name on there, and we'll look it up. I send a picture of the name, and she fucking, like, knows the name. She's like, oh, yeah, I know that name. I'm like, the, the name that seems, like, made up, the name that starts with, like, literally four fucking consonants. So she knows that person. She knows that person, and she thinks the person that she knows, it was her daughter, that, that was the name on the package. She's like, it's weird because that person lived in Oakland the last time I checked and doesn't, like, live near you or to where, like... It might have just, they might have just entered in the address incorrectly, but there you have it. The name, at least, is familiar to her. Like which Oakland, I should California? Know. Uh, no, like Oakland in Kansas, like oh, in a neighborhood okay. in Topeka, yeah. Oh, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, it's really handy that uh, my friend Kristen seems to, like, know everyone in Topeka because she lived here her whole life. and is uh, That is weird. I mean, so did, did she confront the lady and was like, what's she up? Didn't, well, she did not. She's like, should I message her on Facebook about it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, your tongue showed up at my friend's house. Like, did I'm you like, want I that back? I feel like this should or... just never be mentioned ever. Like, the tongue still just needs to, like, be disposed of in some way. And... You know, they just need to get the address right and have that sent out again because I, I, I don't I, mean, I don't want to say anything about the tongue and the fact that it was the on package Amazon. Was opened. I don't even know if it was Amazon. It just came in a little tiny box. It was oh, shipped via UPS. So I cannot confirm that the Amazon Prime person delivered it. I'm pretty sure it was the UPS person, but they also bring stuff from Amazon too from time to time. So. I mean, the point is, is that, like, we don't really always look at the name on a package, like, because I get, like, a lot of them a day. So we tend to, you know, just, like, you know, oh, there's another package. Let's open it up and see. And this time it was a tongue. So, I mean, does it look like that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you could just buy that on Amazon. Ew. (laughs) It's, uh. It's uh, it's for jewelry. It's for jewelry display. 
jewelry display on yeah. the tongue. Yeah, and on the lips and stuff. That's really funny. It's 17 bucks. Uh, you can actually get a vagina, too. What? For jewelry display on a stand? And then also just the tongue, which is really creepy. There's a right eye, right ear, navel, uh, uh, male nipple. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so there you go. It's for piercing. <laughs> all I looked up was silicone tongue, and that was the top one. So there you go. Ew. So it's it's does it, it's not really a sexual thing. I get that it's not really a sexual thing. I mean, I figured that out when there was no like you know switch to like make the tongue move, but um, <laughs> still, it's weird. Would you just like order that for your fucking jewelry? Well, I mean, if I was into piercing, or like if I had a piercing shop, maybe, or uh, maybe it's used for like practice too. So that's possible. I guess a tongue on a stand. Yeah. But also, like, if you want to see all the, because there's lots of different piercing, piercings you can get. And yeah. so maybe it's also so, so it's you like can a, see, like, it's oh, like that's a, a model for, like, lip and tongue piercings, is yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I still think the thing is obscene. That's fine, but it's uh, not <laughs> haunted. That's for certain. Okay, well. It is never for certain that something is not haunted. Um, okay, right? well, it's like, not... Like, let's not, not go like, there. Like, I mean, you can't go yeah, making guarantees enough. like that. Fair enough, Nate. fair enough. All right. It I could can't. still be haunted. It I mean, and, and I mean, I, I felt a great measure of relief once my friend was like, yeah, I know that person, or at least I know that person's parent. Yeah, well, you can And, like, now your... it's like, okay, like, now, like, I see, like, where, like, the tongue stand, you know, might be How old of, is the like, kid? use. I don't know, probably, like, a teenager or something. Yeah, I wonder if maybe, because, I mean, I know people who pierce themselves, so maybe it's something they bought so they could kind of, like, try it out a couple times on something else before they try and give themselves a uh, <sighs> unparentally authorized piercing. It just seems like kind of a stretch i mean that is like completely like a silicone tongue is like completely different than a real life tongue i mean i don't have that much uh experience with fake tongues so i don't actually know well neither do i okay well you got more experience <laughs> than me you told got, you that you I'm got one at that. your house <laughs> yeah in a picture like with a book over the top of it so it can't get out yeah which it won't because it's just a thing that yeah. costs somebody seventeen ninety nine on Amazon. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure Amazon will send them another one. Probably. I, Hopefully I not still, to your house. Yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please not to my house at all ever again. Because I got to say, it was disturbing. It was disturbing at the time. Like, I'm feeling, like, less bad about it. Like, I mean. Uh, yeah, you tell, you tell your ch your children and, and your friend that <laughs> the mystery has been solved. It's it's for. Mystery solved. It's for it's jewelry. Display jewelry. It's uh, not scary. Yeah, it's, it's still scary, okay? It's not scary. It is scary. That thing is, like, just disgusting and gross. Like, just, like, a silicone mouth and tongue is just, like, ew, ew. Yeah, but okay. So yeah, there's the, the there's the story of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, I don't know. 
if I'm, you know, relaying this. But it was it was quite unsettling at the time. I can see if you didn't know what the fuck it was for. I had no idea what the context was. Like, I had no idea whether this was meant for me or Scarlet not. Scarlet opened it anyway, right? Yes. Is that what you yes. said? Yeah. So, so through the eyes of a, what, 13-year-old? 14. 14-year-old. She just keeps getting older, doesn't she? That's what they do. Fucking rug rats. Uh, but... Yeah, through the through the got the the lens of a fourteen year old child, just like I can see how it could have been taken as extremely strange. When in it fact it's just felt weird. extremely strange through the lens of a forty three year old grown woman, okay, like <laughs> But it's just it, what's really weird is that the name is known and it yes. went to your house. I mean that's yes, that's and a it was strange like, that's I mean, because I've had things misdelivered where it's like I open it, you know, like not paying attention. And then I'm like, I didn't order this. And then I look at the label and it was like for like three houses down. Like it's like oh, wrong name and wrong address. And I'm like, dude, fucking mailman, you suck. Like, and then the I, US... you know, repackage it and I, I take it over and like leave it on their porch. Like, I'm so sorry. But this was, like, this was like my exact address. So yeah, the, the mailman, the mail carriers around here uh, every single time. I get my mail, there is somebody else's mail in my mailbox. Every single time. Unless yeah. there's nothing in the mailbox. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I just leave it in there and put the flag back up. I'm like, you fucking jackasses. Yeah. I might try to, like, I have, like, a little mailbox. So I'm not sure it would fit that package, but I might just do return to sender. Like, just get rid of the tongue. It needs to be repackaged and sent away again. Right. Or, yeah, maybe we contact Amazon. To, we might and be not like, need to burn it. I got Scott a suggesting in the mail. staging it, but my fucking. <laughs> I forgot all about this until she mentioned it. She's like, didn't Juno eat the whole all the sage? I'm like, oh God, he did. He ate, he ate, or he chewed up like the entire like sage sticks that we wow. had. Like, he just shredded them and probably ate some. Uh, I, I think I remember having to like look up and be like, uh, is like sage poisonous for dogs? Because my oh, dog's right. a fucking idiot and wants to just like eat everything that it's not supposed to but yeah. apparently is not poisonous to them so well that's good so yeah which reminds me i gotta get some more sage on hand just in case i do get something that like could possibly be cursed in the mail ah <sighs> yep so moving on what have you got well nothing quite as exciting as getting a tongue in the mail <laughs> I have a couple articles uh, about recent events. This one is about the Moroccan earthquake. The strange lights spotted in Morocco earthquake videos may be a phenomenon reported for centuries, scientists say. This is as reported by CNN. Uh, the story is by Katie Hunt. Reports of earthquake lights, like the one seen in videos captured before Friday's 6.8 magnitude earthquake in Morocco, go back centuries to ancient Greece. These outbursts of bright dancing light in different colors have long puzzled scientists, and there's still no consensus on what caused them, but they are definitely real, says, said John Durr, a retired geophysicist who used to work at the U.S. Geology Service. He has co-authored several scientific papers on earthquake lights, or EQL. Seeing EQL depends on darkness and other favorability factors, he explained in an email. He said the recent video from Morocco shared online looked like the earthquake lights caught on security cameras during a 2007 quake in Pisco, Peru, 
Juan Antonio Lira Cacho, a physics professor at Universidad Nacional Mayor de San Marcos in Peru and the Pontifical Catholic University of Peru, who has studied the phenomenon, said cell phone video and the widespread use of security camera has made studying earthquake lights easier. Forty years ago, it was impossible, he said. If you, had, if you saw them, no one would believe what you saw. Earthquake lights take different forms. Earthquake lights can take several different forms, according to a chapter on the phenomenon co-authored by Durr and published in the 2019 edition of the Encyclopedia of Solid Earth Geophysics. Sometimes lights may appear similar to ordinary lighting, or they may be like a luminous band in the atmosphere akin to, po to polar aurora. Other times they resemble glowing spheres floating mid-air. They may also look like small flames flickering or creeping along or near the ground, or larger flames emerging from the ground. A video taken in China shortly before the 2008 Sichuan earthquake shows luminous clouds floating in the sky. To better understand earthquake lights, Durr and his colleagues gathered information on 65 American and European earthquakes associated with trustworthy reports of earthquake, light, earthquake lights dating back to 1600. They shared their work in a 2014 paper published in the Journal of Seismological Research Letters. The researchers found that some 80% of EQL occurrences studied were observed for earthquakes with magnitudes greater than 5.0. In most cases, the phenomenon was observed shortly before or during the seismic event, and it was visible for up to 600 kilometers miles, from the quake epicenter. Earthquakes, particularly powerful ones, are more likely to occur along or in the vicinity of the areas where tectonic plates meet. However, the 2014 study found that the vast majority of earthquakes linked to luminous phenomena occurred with occurred within tectonic plates rather than at their boundaries. Moreover, earthquake lights were more likely to occur on or near rift valleys, places where, at some point in the past, Earth's crusts had been pulled apart. Earth's crust had been pulled apart, creating an elongated lowland region that lies between two higher blocks of land. Possible Causes of Earthquake Lights Friedman Freud, Durr's collaborator and an adjunct professor at San Jose University and a former researcher at NASA Ames Research Center has come, up with, has come up with one theory for the earthquake lights. Frund explained that when certain defects or impurities in crystals and rocks are put under mechanical stress, such as during the buildup of the tectonic stresses before or during major earthquakes, they instantly break apart and generate electricity. Rock is an insulator that, when mechanically stressed, becomes a semiconductor, he said. Prior to the earthquakes, huge volumes of rock, hundreds of thousands of cubic kilometers of rocks in the Earth's crust are being stressed and the stresses are causing shifting on the grain, the mineral grains relative to each other, he added in the interview via video call. It's like switching on a battery generating electrical charges that can flow out of the stressed rocks into and through unstressed rocks. The charges travel fast at up to around 200 meters per second, he explained in 2014 article for The Conversation. Other th theories about what caused earthquake lights include static electricity provided, produced by the fracturing of rock and radon emanation, among uh, many other things. At present, there is no consensus, consensus among seismologists on the mechanism that causes earthquake lights. The scientists are still trying to unlock the mysteries of these outbursts. Frund hopes that one day it might be possible to use earthquake lights or the electric charge that causes them 
in combination with other factors to help forecast the approach of a major quake. So that's wild. I mean, I've been around for earthquakes, but I was never outside. Right. I was one time, like, in my room at my parents' house during high school, and then one time hung over on a couch at my buddy's house. Mm-hmm. I'm and pretty sure never that one that you were, like, in high school, like, that was also me in high school, also in my room, probably. also at my parents' house, because that was probably, like, the same earthquake since we lived in the same town and everything. Yeah, you were, like, a I mile have, and a half away from me. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, yep. I just, like, froze. I didn't, like, do any of the things you're supposed to do because I was just like, what the fuck? I was, I was already, like, kind of tripping balls a little bit at the time anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right for high school time. I just, like, froze right in the middle of the room. It was like, oh, shit, it's an earthquake. And then that was it. And that was it, yeah. It was, it was not, like, a, not a really big one, so... There you go. Well, the last thing that I have here is from theguardian.com. Mysterious skin-like golden orb found on ocean floor off Alaska coast. Scientists analyzing DNA of object that could be an egg from an unknown sea creature or a marine sponge. Oh, geez. A mysterious golden orb that may be an egg laid by an unknown sea creature has been discovered on the ocean floor off the Pacific coast of Alaska. The smooth, the smooth object with an intriguing hole at the center was found at a depth of about two miles by a remote-controlled submarine explorer. Scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, in the U.S., which made the discovery, suggested it could be a hatched egg or a marine sponge. Researchers are conducting tests and a DNA analysis to work out what this shiny object, which feels like skin tissue, according to NOAA, is. Remotely operated arm was deployed to tickle the egg, which was found to have a delicate skin-like texture. It was then gently suctioned up a tube for testing in a lab. The dive is part of the Seascape Alaska 5 expedition, which will continue until... 15th September can be and can be followed on a live stream. So that's yeah. I mean, this is going to air, and you guys will not know be able to watch that live stream. I'm I'm very sorry, but uh, there's a link to it on on the article, and the article will be link will be in the show notes, so you could maybe pretend. I don't know. Right. The mission is exploring the Gulf of Alaska down to depths of four miles including deep-sea coral and sponge habitats, and geological features such as mud volcanoes. Speaking over the live stream on 30 August, when the discovery was made, team members offered theories about the identity of the object, including an egg casing or a sponge. They suggested that the hole was created by a creature hatching or by a predator breaking in. I just hope that when we poke it, something doesn't decide to come out, one scientist said. It's like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no kidding. Like, what laid the egg, for fuck's sake? Right. Uh, like, I, you know, that's the thing. I would not want to. I wouldn't want to be in the anywhere in the vicinity of that fucking egg. Like, go, forget that. That's why you're in Kansas. <laughs> yes, you know, kind of landlocked here in Kansas. No, no uh, deep sea. Anything uh, close by? No deep sea no. anything close yeah. by, especially not weird golden eggs with holes in them. Like, no. you know. Not at did all. Did it say how big it was? Uh, no, it did not. 
but uh i imagine it had to be like of a significant size though to be picked up yeah i mean it's, it's yeah it seems like it's a significant size but it doesn't have any real doesn't really give you a frame of reference there's not like a banana next to it or, any, or anything when images taken from the ocean floor the object had a golden appearance but this was attributed to the reflection from the submarine's headlights a photo of the object taken in the lab suggests a brown yellow color Okay, so it's not really go gold. I mean, because I was like, perhaps there was like a giant like underwater goose around. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but it doesn't mm -hmm. seem so. That would be terrifying because geese are awful. They are. Mm -hmm. They're terrible creatures. Several species, including deep sea fish such as sharks, lay their egg cases on the sea floor, which makes them less likely to be washed away by ocean currents. Sponges are simple aquatic animals with dense porous skeletons that attach themselves to rocks. Professor Kerry Howell, a deep-sea ecologist at the University of Plymouth, said that it is not unusual to find new species during exploratory missions, but that it would be normally possible to place them in a broad taxonomic category. We'll often see new things, but we'll usually have a pretty good knowledge of what they are. What's unusual about this thing is that we're not even sure what it is. Is it an egg? Is it a sponge? What is it? She said. We're going with egg because of the texture. It felt fleshy and it doesn't have any obvious anatomy. It has a hole in it that suggests something has come in or gone out, but it doesn't look like any egg I've ever seen, she added. If it is an egg, the really interesting question is whose egg is it? It's right? quite big and it's not a small fish. That's a sizable thing. So apparently it's fairly large. Yeah. DNA tests should be able to establish which family of marine life the orb belongs to, although it's unlikely to be able to be possible to identify a precise species since only a fraction of marine life has been sequenced. And that's how the world ends, is through we find this fucking egg, and it's actually like an alien thing that landed, and we're just all screwed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that Sphere movie. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's a good. That's a good book too. I, mean, I read the book uh, before I saw the movie. Yeah, me too. Fucking love Michael Crichton. R.I.P. Yeah, is he? Did he die? He did die. He died of oh. cancer like several oh. years ago. Stupid cancer. I know cancer just fucking sucks ass. I was always like, kind of in awe of him just because he could write such great books, and then he was like also a doctor and like. <laughs> Yeah, I read Jurassic Park and Sphere and uh, the one about the apes. Uh, yes. Congo. Congo. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Read that one. There was a really good one. If you, uh, I think it's called Prey that you should check out. It's like about like tiny little like robotic things. Mm, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like little you want like, to listen robot to bugs work. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I really liked that one a lot. I'm almost done with the series that I'm. I've been listening to for a little while, so I'm going to need something new to listen to pretty soon. Yeah, highly recommend that one. It's a, it's a good one. It's a really good one. All right, well, do we want to get to a uh, number one story on uh, Strange Spaces? I think, I think that we should. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about the story of Joshua Maddox, uh, the boy found in the chimney. That sounds like a horrible way to go. It is, and there's just a lot of drama and mystery around, like, how this all came to be and how he got in the chimney, and, yeah. 
It's pretty crazy. I'm going to primarily be going off of the website strangeoutdoors.com. Uh, there's like a lot of different websites that have like covered this story. Uh, there's like another podcast, you know, probably one that's better than ours <laughs> <laughs> that covered it too. Let me get down to the uh, other uh, links and sources. So uh, the the other podcast that covered this was is www.darkhistories.com is their website. So I imagine Dark Histories is the name of the the podcast. Um, the other sources that I took a peek at was also medium.com and reddit.com had a lot to say about this story. Fucking love Reddit. On May 8th, 2008, Joshua, known as Josh Maddox, left his house to take a walk. He was 18 at the time. Uh, he was a lover of nature, so he often liked to take a walk out in the woods, lived out in Colorado. So, you know, plenty of woods and trees out that way. Oh, yeah. Unless he's in like, you know, Detroit, uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not a lot in Denver. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Denver is definitely like a, a like a proper city, but I don't know. I mean, it's surrounded by like woodsy areas. I've driven yeah, through it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Denver personally. Like, I don't I know. I got my lip pierced in a parking lot in Denver. Did you really? I did. <laughs> But I love everywhere else in Colorado because it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful state. Well, he never returned from his walk. He disappeared. Uh, he was 18. Uh, sometimes, I guess, you know, I mean, he, he was already an adult. So he lived with his dad and his sisters. And I guess it was about like five days before an official police report was filed. Like he just never came back from his walk. Uh, they, you know, looked around for him, called his friends. Nobody had seen or heard from him. And finally, after five days, a police report was filed. Um, a couple years prior, his uh, brother had actually died so um by suicide so like that had like left him like feeling pretty messed up and so yeah it it was just you know thought at first maybe he just needed some time to you know just go like you know do his thing as 18 year olds do right but obviously it became obvious after a few days that like you know something was terribly wrong <laughs> yeah. and so a police report was filed since he was an adult at the time uh, i mean they, there was a search that that happened you know the, the the area that he lived in was searched um but the case just kind of went cold um yeah yeah I for mean... several years like nobody seen or, or heard anything from him uh, his sister had really hoped that, um, you know, he had just kind of like gone off and started a new life. She wrote about the disappearance uh, several years into it. She said, quote, since Josh was 18, it had been reasonable to assume he may have decided to leave town to start a new life. As one of his two older sisters, I have always chosen to believe that this was the case. I've expected Josh to return home to my father's house at any time with a wife and small children so they can meet their grandparents and two aunts. Josh has always been known for his musical and literary talent, so 
Maybe we would find him playing music with a band on tour or catch him writing successful novels under a pen name so that he could keep his preferred lifestyle of solitude in the woods. And other than that, yeah, there was just nothing to go on. He was just gone. And it wouldn't be until seven years later that he would be found. And he would be found only two blocks from his house. Oh, wow. In an abandoned cabin. So this was May 2008. So we're going to fast forward now to 2015, seven years later, and a guy named Chuck Murphy, who was 80 years old at the time, he was demolishing his uh, old cabin because they were going to be putting in the new development with like 30 plus family houses. Chuck had originally purchased the cabin back in the 1950s. Uh, apparently it had kind of a colorful history. It was uh, known as the Homestead of Thunderhead Ranch on Rampart Range Road in Woodlands Park's north side. It was infamous for dining, drinking, and gambling. Owned by a guy called Big Bert Bergstrom in the 30s to the 50s. So <laughs> <laughs> this guy had come from Sweden in 1912. Ran the Thunderhead in, uh, was, you know, doing some illegal, like, uh, serving of alcohol during Prohibition, and then also some illegal gambling and prostitution on the side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? So, yeah, had, had a bit of a colorful history, that house. One-stop shopping, really. Yes. Um so Chuck Murphy had owned it since the 50s, and he had not really been using it at all. His brother had lived there until about 2005, but for the last 10 years, it was just basically sitting there, like, rotting in the woods. So he's there with some guys. They're demolishing it. They're using an excavator to take the chimney down, and that is when the mummified body of Joshua Maddox is discovered. That's awful. Yes, yes. Quite a horrifying discovery. The body was in a fetal position, but it was like head down in the chimney with his legs up over. Um, it was pretty crazy. Like he would have had to like go down like head first to get into that position. He was basically like kind of like folded in half. Right. Head down with his legs up over his head. So... It was just incredibly weird. He was yeah. also naked, except for a shirt. And then it was discovered that the rest of his clothes were folded neatly inside the cabin. Probably when they went in there and started demoing, he just thought it was make maybe some clothes of his brothers or something like that. Right. But, you know, he contacts the police. The police come out and investigate. They, uh, you know, call in a forensic odontologist to do the dental records and then they discover that it's been you know this guy josh who lived like two blocks away who's been missing for seven years right yeah so pretty crazy also of note is that there was like a breakfast bar like a big long table and that was blocking the entrance to the chimney initially and there was also a wire grating that was like steel rebar that was over the top. This is going to be important down the road, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because uh, after the family is notified and they are completely stunned as to why he would have, like, you know, decided to go ahead first down some chimney in, like, this random abandoned cabin just a couple blocks from his house, like, nobody could figure out, like, why he would do anything like that. Right. I mean, I can give you a reason why anyone would want to do, like... Uh, like, oh, Playing here's this... Ab- Santa Claus? Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, oh, here's this abandoned cabin. I mean, I can naked? see maybe going in and wanting to, like, hang out in there or something. But, I mean, like, why don't I you guess. break a window or something? You know, like, there's easier ways to get in than... Crawling down the chimney? Crawling down a chimney. Yeah. Also, the fact that the area had been searched several times, but no one had ever gone in and investigated this cabin <laughs> and looked for him in there, you know? Yeah. Right. That also kind of sucked a lot. So the Teller County coroner, guy named Alborn, he did an autopsy and he found no evidence of drugs and the hard tissue showed no signs of trauma. Support stated there were no broken bones, no knife marks, there were no bullet holes. There is so far no answers to a number of things. It is very confusing. It was not instant death. How he died is only a matter of speculation. But we know he did not starve to death because that takes many weeks. So then you go down to the chain and you have dehydration, which can take just a few days. Yeah. And the other thing would be hypothermia, which could take a day or two. We have no evidence to say which one came first. We have no evidence to say which one came first, the hypothermia or the dehydration. On September 28, 2015, Alborn made the ruling of accidental death. He speculated that Josh had climbed into the chimney and become stuck in the brickwork. Born stated that Josh's position in the chimney appeared to have been a voluntary act in order to gain access. He concluded that the most likely cause of death was hypothermia, as the temperature around the time of his disappearance between May 8th and 10th, 2008, had the dropped to the high 20s. Oof. So overnight it was cold. Cold as fuck. Yeah. Which can happen in lots of parts of Colorado when you like, oh, you know, yeah. high Definitely. elevation it's, and such. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it gets uh, chilly there at night. So, um, I mean, does that seem like a satisfactory answer to you? I could see it happening. I mean, it seems kind of fucked up, like how he got into the uh, chimney in the position he was in. Yeah. And I mean, there's easier ways to gain access to an abandoned cabin than to right. go ahead first down a chimney naked. Yeah. And, well, mostly. And, I mean, and, okay. How are the clothes inside? How are the clothes inside? Exactly. If how he was, was like if he was the... trying to break in, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, so what he, like, went into the house, took off all his clothes, went back out of the house, and then dove headfirst into the chimney, like, cowabunga! It seems like, and if he was murdered somehow, it seems like it would be a weird place to stash him in the chimney. Right, although, you know... I, mean, I guess it might I would mean, be a while before anyone find, found it. Right, you know, and it so certainly was. Just, seven years. Seven you know, years. So you just need to get the fuck out of town, then. That's wild. 
it is wild. It is wild. And going back to what he said, like, you know, that he voluntarily went headfirst down that chimney. Like, now it's like, never mind the fact that his clothes are folded neatly inside. Yeah. Uh, so clearly he already gained access to the cabin, if that was the case. So why would he go back out and uh, with only a T-shirt on and then go headfirst down the chimney? Also, Chuck Murphy was like, that is bullshit because he himself had installed like this, this, uh, you know, steel rebar over the top of the chimney, like a grate because yeah. he didn't want animal animals have been like an issue, uh, you know, with the, the cabin, like animals getting oh, in over totally. the years. So yeah, he yeah. had this, like, it was like cemented into the chimney. So there's no way that this kid so, could have even crawled through it. Yeah, so he said that there's no way that he could have entered the chimney from, like, the, you know, the outside of the house. But he couldn't really prove it because at that point, they had, like, demolished part of the chimney because yeah, totally. that's what had they were in the middle of doing that when they found him. And all, like, the steel and metal had been, like, thrown in a separate pile already to go be recycled and right. go to the scrap metal place. So he couldn't actually, like, prove to anybody that it was true, but he swore up and down that there was, like, steel grating on that chimney yeah. and that there's no way that that kid could have gone in through the outside, as the coroner stated. So. Yeah. That was definitely a, a point of uh, contention, I would say, because yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. And I think it doesn't make any sense either, because, you know, the, the breakfast bar was pushed up at, against the entrance of the chimney on the inside. His clothes are folded neatly inside the cabin. It really just doesn't seem like. I mean, so he takes his clothes off and folds them and pushes this table up against the the bottom part of the chimney to block it but then goes outside and, like, dives down face first into the chimney, like... Dead, I mean, I... Who does that? I, With no drugs no in their one, system, no less. Like, no one climbs face first down things. I mean, that's just stupid. It is stupid. Because you're just going to fall on your fucking face. Yeah. Into a fireplace, no less. Yeah. Yeah, with ash that's and metal. That's blocked and, off by a breakfast Yeah, bar. also, unless, like, unless it's fucking... Like some X Files thing where he can go all like thin and like get through stuff. Are you talking stuff? about like I mean, like that Tombs guy, like that weird? Yeah, or yeah. like you know Mr. Mm -hmm. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, you know something like that. But Jarek loved Mr. Fantastic. He had a little Mr. Fantastic Halloween costume, one of those bodysuits with like the little like pr pretend muscles on it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He wore that like every day when he was like four. That's badass. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Loved his Mr. Fantastic costume. Yeah, so... Obviously, like, family and Chuck Murphy, the owner of the cabin, had some issues with the coroner's yeah. report. They're just yeah. like, yeah, I'm not buying it exactly. So... The initial... Uh, three days after the initial conclusion, uh, Alborn reopens the case. And he comes out with a revised autopsy report. And basically says that now the cause of death was accidental death, murder, or undetermined causes. 
states we've come up with the most plausible explanation and it will remain an accident. He did come down the chimney. That's our conclusion. <laughs> However, he managed to do that. I mean, right. You know, like we'll just kind of like open it up to like, you know, perhaps other, you know, okay, we're going to say it's accidental, but also it could have been murder. And also we could just like not have any fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So again, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, this is just not making any sense. The police at the time actually were receiving a lot of tips from people saying that they believed that Josh was murdered. And furthermore, uh, they even named a suspect, Andrew Richard Newman apparently was somebody who was known to Josh and he has a pretty extensive criminal record. Yowza. Uh, he at the time was incarcerated in a Texas jail and had previously done time in Seattle and Portland prisons. He had a long history of violent crime. One uh, tip had informed the police uh, that this man had been speaking uh, and seen with Josh prior to Josh's disappearance. Now, Al Bourne, our favorite coroner ever, uh, <laughs> said they can't, that the person couldn't give me any times or specifics, and we can't generate stuff that goes back seven years. So basically, like, we don't want to have to, like, look into this any further. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, only our fucking job, but, right. you know, hey... Is that like, you know, hey, are you like a death investigator, basically? Like you give a voice <laughs> to those who no longer have one and find out what happened to them and why. And then, you yeah. know, in cases where maybe somebody else caused that death, like, I don't know, like seek justice. Nah. Nah. Too much work. Too much work. Sorry for you. So this is where we get to like some of the Reddit information. There is a post on Reddit by some guy who knew this guy, Andy. And he said that he was never good friends with him or anything, but a year or so after he graduated high school, one of his good friends, Josh, started hanging out with him and then went missing. And his post, he goes on to say that it turns out in addition to becoming a lot scarier looking, Andy had indeed headed down to New Mexico where he found himself shooting the shit with the caretaker of a disabled guy and got invited over to their apartment. Caretaker gets in the shower. When he comes back out, the disabled guy is stabbed to death and Andy is gone. When Andy got arrested, he also claimed to have killed a woman in Taos. Hey, like, wow. I know that place. Yeah. And stuffed her body in a barrel. The cops had indeed found a woman stuffed in a barrel in Taos. Now, I did try to, like, find that, and I couldn't find any actual, like, news references to that, there were some other, you know, murders where, like, a woman was stuffed in a barrel. I guess this happens, like, more often than <laughs> yeah. you would think. Um, but nothing that actually links specifically to any news articles that I could find out of, like, Taos specifically. Um, so we're just going to go and buy whatever he says on this, this Redditor is saying. But can't confirm that. But they, oh, but apparently the police already had somebody in custody for it, and so they just decided to stick with that guy instead. So he thinks, like, that 
this Andy guy murdered this woman in Taos and stuffed her in a barrel, but the police had already caught who they thought did that. But again, I couldn't really find any confirmation on that part of the story. Right. <laughs> Years later, I found that the caretaker had died in a bar fight, and without him, the cops didn't have much in the way of evidence somehow, so that case against Andy was dropped, too. Uh, several of us went to the cops saying, yo, Josh, who went missing, was last seen with Andy, who's a murderer, maybe you should check that out. Despite a fair amount of pestering, nothing ever really came of it, and by nothing I mean that the police mostly didn't even return our calls and once accidentally canceled the bulletin on Josh because he's alive and well and living in the next town over, parentheses, he wasn't. Right. He was actually in the chimney of an abandoned cabin, like two blocks from his parents' house. No the coroner, <laughs> yeah, the coroner said the body had been there for about seven years and ruled the death accidental, concluding that Josh had probably climbed down the chimney in an attempt to break into the house and gotten stuck. Which, given the age of the corpse, didn't seem overly ridiculous, except for the fact that, in addition to Josh having last been seen with Andy immediately before his stabbing spree, people called in to report having heard rumors that Andy was bragging about putting Josh in a hole. Uh, somebody had ripped off a heavy bar off the wall of the kitchen and propped it against the fireplace. Or the fact that Josh's stuff was already inside the cabinet, meaning A, he'd already broken in and would have had to lock himself out to have to go for the chimney, and B, he might have noticed that either the flue or a big bar would have prevented him from getting in through the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> or the fact that when he was found, Josh's knees were above his head, which sounds to me like he would have been had to go head first. Or maybe the fact that Josh was barefoot and naked from the waist down. This is just my opinion, but I don't care who you are. You don't try and climb headfirst into a chimney via a hole rusted through a metal grate with your dick hanging out. True. Fair enough. Yeah. Fucking true. As far as I can tell, nobody even bothered to call Andy to ask if he knew anything. Uh, and then parentheses, by the way, from what I hear, Andy's still out and about and doing his thing when he's not in the mental hospital. Oh. And parentheses. All I'm saying is I wish they had done some police shit. Open investigation. Try to track down some leads. Interview some of the folks who've been calling in tips for the last seven years. Yeah. Don't just say accidental, dust off your hands, and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. Definitely. <laughs> I would agree 100%. Nothing about that ruling by that coroner makes any sense. And uh, that coroner and the police basically suck. I mean, this guy has a huge history. Uh, you know, suspected murder and fatally stabbing people and being yeah. in and out of the mental hospital. And then, yeah, he was seen with Josh, like, in the, you know, recent times before Josh disappeared. And also uh, claimed to put Josh in a hole, which, I mean, is kind of like putting him up a chimney, I suppose. Uh, sure. I mean, maybe you, like, jam him up feet first or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he was, like, head down with his legs above his head. So he's basically, like, folded in half. Well, right, right. If so he had... maybe, yeah. I but, mean, yeah, he would have had to be folded in half, basically, like, dead. Uh, I don't know why the clothing would have been removed and folded neatly, but, uh, I mean, basically you would have had him fold him in half and, like, stuff him up the chimney is the only way that it really makes sense. Yeah. Um. But I'm sure and, there'd be, like, scrapes and shit. Yeah, but, oh, I you guess know, after, he was mummified in seven years. Yeah, there was not yeah. a lot, you know, of, uh, you know, that kind of evidence yeah, left. Yeah, true, true, true. Everything's all leathery and kind of shriveled and... Yep. 
you know, not a a lot to work with after seven years. But I can see how somebody could have done that to him. It makes, I mean, to me, it makes more sense that somebody intentionally killed him and stuffed him up the chimney and then blocked the chimney with that breakfast bar. And then just walked out of there. That makes a lot more sense than him entering the cabin, taking off his clothes, folding them up, shoving the bar up against the entrance of the fireplace, and then going outside up the roof and doing, like, a nosedive down the chimney. Doesn't make much sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I feel like it's it's a pretty, you know, sad thing for his family yeah. Because, I mean, if I was, I, I would be so furious if I was one of those family members and they were just like, nope, accidental. Yep, right. Uh, he definitely just crawled into that chimney and died of hypothermia. Yeah, sure. sure. You know, I mean, we'll say, like, maybe it could have been murder, but we're still going to stick with, like, the fact that he, like, went down the chimney, even though the owner of the cabin that he, you know, the the chimney's owner himself is <laughs> yeah. very adamant that he had steel rebar uh, so installed over the top of that chimney. Specifically so, so people could fucking yeah. go down it. So people and raccoons and squirrels could not yeah. go down. So like nothing, you know, yep. uh, large could make its way down that chimney, especially not, especially not a people. Yeah, it sounds all so, pretty fishy to me. Yeah, I mean, like, how upsetting that they're just like, nah. Yeah, seriously. Accident. Case closed. That's it. So, uh, whatever uh, county and police department, like, you guys suck. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, Coroner Al, you suck. Alborn, you suck. You suck, you suck, you suck. Uh, I think this case needs to be reopened and somebody needs to talk to the Sandy kid about it. And I don't care how long it's going back. I mean, I watch cold, you know, cold case files all the time. You know, people like want to go back and like, you know, prosecute and like solve murders that happened like 30 fucking years ago. So I guess you just got to. I mean, I just I mean, depends if you got the uh, (laughs) the funding to do it, I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, it just seems it's it's just a weird case. And I 100 percent believe that that was foul play yeah somehow uh yeah like not buying not buying the coroner story for one second because (laughs) i don't think that that uh josh ended up in this strange space um you know all by himself yeah all by himself like that's just that that did not happen definitely i hope at some point that uh what really did happen is is discovered and Comes made light. official. Yeah. yeah, and maybe his family can, you know, hopefully have some closure on the whole thing. Definitely. Well, there we go. That was part one. Yeah, I'll be back with some more strange spaces next time. All right. Well, that will do it for us tonight. We thank you all very much for listening. Uh, you can catch our Patreon, patreon.com slash stranger than podcast where uh, you can join us for one, two, or five dollars. Two dollars a month gets you ad-free regular episodes, and five dollars a month gets you the wonderful episode of True Crime, where Joanna tells you terrible things about terrible people. And that, of course, uh, is in addition to the ad-free episodes. You can also check us out at the podcast syndicate we're a part of, ageofradio.org, where you can stream our shows. 
You can check out our strange space on Facebook where we do absolutely nothing. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. Thank you.